In a small town called San Cibrao in the region of Galicia in Spain, one event in August of 2019 changed the lives of a group of women. My first reaction when I heard about those videos was to cry. I felt fear, shame, anger. They were recorded while discreetly urinating in an alley during a popular street party. A total of six hour-long recordings of dozens of women were posted on multiple porn websites. A local judge said that there was no crime because anyone can be recorded in public without consent. But the victims say that the law in Spain is outdated and that there should be consequences for those behind the cameras. They will not silence us because we are not fighting just for ourselves. We are fighting for those who do not know they could be on any pornographic website. I'm Malika Bilal, and this is The Take. Today we're talking about a story you likely haven't heard before on the news. It's about public urination, a practice that might not seem typical in many cultures and countries, but one that in others happens discreetly when proper toilets are not available. Many towns in Spain celebrate their local festivities every year. They often pay honor to religious or mythological figures. People of all ages gather for a day or a weekend of events around food, drinks, and dance. Galicia has several of those traditions. So we called a journalist who's familiar with them and has been covering the region for years. Mi nombre es Sonia Vizoso, soy corresponsal del país en Galicia. Sonia Vizoso has been working for El País, Spain's biggest newspaper, for 15 years. We asked her about the party where the events we're covering today happened, the Amaru China. The El Maruchaina is a pilgrimage celebrated to give thanks for the blessings of the sea. It's celebrated in a town called San Cibrao, north of Galicia. This is a fishing town, and people come from all over to this party. They celebrate a mythological character, Amaruchaina, who, according to the legend, was a mermaid, who was put on trial for seducing sailors, causing them to crash on the coast. Half of the town believed that, and the other half thought she was a good mermaid who offered aid to sailors. So on the second Saturday of August, every year, people get together and celebrate Amaru China. August 2019, like every year, the Amaru China was celebrated by the town. And like every year, the city provided portable bathrooms. But again, like every year, there were not enough for the number of attendees. And there's a bit of a habit that people have formed over the years of using these alleys to go to the bathroom and pee. There are discreet areas, and you'll see women, men, and kids there. Even the elderly go there, because there are never enough public bathrooms for everyone to go at the same time. And the women during this party wear traditional sailor clothing. These are flared skirts, either plaid or with flowers and a white blouse. So it's customary for many of these women to wear those skirts. Sonia says that this traditional costume plays an important role in this story. 
orinar de pie con una falda. Urinating, standing up with a skirt, forces you to lift it. You have to roll it up to raise it in a way that forces you to show more than you'd like to show. The legs and the rest of the body is more exposed. And then that skirt is an important element of what happened that August of 2019. Because what those women who came to that alley to urinate didn't know is that there were cameras strategically placed to be able to record their private parts and also record their faces so that you could easily tell who they were. The cameras also recorded sound as well. And it was discovered accidentally a year later when the partner of one of the victims was surfing the internet and a link that mentioned the El Marachaina party showed up. When he clicked, he was directed to a porn site that showed videos recorded in 2019 in San Cibrao of women urinating in the street in which their private parts could be seen and their faces could also be identified. These are professional cameras. They are quality recordings, according to the people who have seen them. The man who found the videos in 2020 was not only surprised at seeing women from his hometown on them, but also his own girlfriend. He not only identifies his girlfriend, but he also identified other friends. And that's how a word-of-mouth campaign started to warn everyone, hey, this has happened. There's a video of you peeing at the Amaru China party. The victims actually found out that the videos are on different porn sites, some of which made you pay to watch them. She says that the number of women recorded is staggering, and they are from all ages. There were a hundred women in the videos. They've managed to identify 80 of the victims, including several minors and older women, too. At first, what all of the victims felt was a deep shame and a great desire not to tell anyone, not to divulge what had happened. But then those women mobilized and filed a lawsuit, a joint lawsuit. The lawsuit was presented in a local court, but the judge decided to dismiss the case. He ruled that there were no violation of privacy of these women because these women were urinating on a public road. We reached out to a few of the women who were filmed that night. Paloma Maceda is one of them and has become their spokeswoman. We asked her about her reaction when she found out about the videos. When I found out, I just thought that it would be a poorly made video with a cell phone. I thought it would look bad, that you wouldn't be able to really see my face. I thought it would be some silly thing. But then they sent me the moment I appeared on the video. My world fell apart because you can see absolutely everything. You can see my face, you can see my private parts, everything. You can even listen to the conversation that I was having with the people around me. And the first thing that came to mind was my young daughter. She will also celebrate parties like this one and many others in the future. And if we allow this to continue, if they take the liberty of capturing images without consent and nothing happens, then they might take the liberty of touching you inappropriately and nothing will happen to them. Paloma says that for the women, this news created a lot of shame. They had to deal with the town's reaction and felt that people judged them for urinating on the streets. But with time, she says, people came to see the women as victims of a crime. Today is different because people have much more information about what happened. Like we didn't piss in the middle of the street. 
at any given moment in life, you might move to a discreet place to go to the bathroom because there are no proper toilets. And this is something natural. We are also talking about a party that is massive. About 11,000 people get together for it in a town of only 3,000 people. And there's just not enough bathrooms. So now we feel very supported. People have stopped me in the street to congratulate me for everything we are doing, for not remaining silent. Because this has not only happened to us, but it has happened to a lot of people. We were just lucky to find out. There might be millions and millions of videos posted on the internet of so many people and women recorded without their consent. And many of them are minors. We cannot forget that. It is very important. Paloma told us that feeling so exposed and powerless has had consequences for her and the rest of the women. Till this day, I'm seeing a therapist. When we visited those porn sites, we discovered minors being recorded in schools as well. So I think about my daughter's future. What about if this is not punished, if this is allowed? Even worse things could happen. So it affects me. It affects me a lot. It affects me to the extent that I'm not able to let my four-year-old girl pee on the street as any parent could. During confinement due to the pandemic, bars and restaurants were closed. So we had to come home to use the bathroom and my daughter peed herself on more than four occasions because she did not understand why we had to come home to pee. But I just couldn't let her do it on the street. I'm afraid that anyone could be recording us, any neighbor or any There are many children who commit suicide due to this type of issue, and it seems to me that it should be treated with great care and respect. Alba Alvarez is another woman who was captured on camera. She's also from San Cibrao and told us how the discovery of the videos in August of 2020 affected her. I was so ashamed to go out. For example, a friend and I used to go to have a drink at a local bar during the summer, and people would look at us. And we thought it was because they had seen the videos. We heard them laugh, and we didn't like it. And because of that, on many occasions, we went home, or just stayed home. This woman is from a nearby town, around 20 minutes away from San Cibrao. She didn't want us to use her name. There was a rally here in Galicia. And I went with my partner and some friends. And in those rallies, there are no bathrooms. So you either pee in the field or you don't. You can also take your car and drive for 15 minutes to find a bar. Well, when I was there, I really wanted to go. But when I went to pee, I couldn't. I started crying and telling my partner to please check the cars that were around me. We even checked them together for cameras. I think about it now and realize the power of fear, you know? And I was not able to pee. The urge went away. So imagine how something like this can shape someone's life. By watching the videos, the women had figured out the way they were recorded. Here's Paloma again, the spokesperson. 
There were five cameras in total, strategically placed at three different points. Three cameras were set in the same place. One was kind of hidden in a corner, very small. Right in front of that camera, there was a parked car, and there was another one of the cameras under the car, and another camera next to the car. So they had a perfect triangle to record us in any position. In other words, these were cameras strategically placed to record the intimate parts of a woman, because a man doesn't squat. A man urinates standing up. A few meters from that point, there are other cameras placed exactly the same. In the videos, there's also footage from a camera that was walking through the crowd. That camera person stopped next to the areas where women were urinating to film them. So we suspect that the person with that camera is a woman. Because if there are girls urinating on the street and a woman passes near them, they will not hide or cover themselves. Paloma says that the dismissal of the case by a local judge is not the end for the victims. They want to continue the legal fight. After the judge's verdict, the truth is that I felt powerless, but with a lot of desire to fight back. I think it's time to change the laws. The laws are totally obsolete when it comes to the Internet. The law should be reviewed. These websites should be punished because they know that those videos are illegal. In other words, it is perfectly clear that the videos are made with hidden cameras, that the people being recorded didn't give their consent. I can't understand how the judge in our case didn't see a crime. So far, the investigation of the case has stalled. When the judge dismissed the case, it closed the possibility for more to be discovered. The women say the only thing the police know is what they, the victims, investigated themselves. Here's Sonia Vesoso, the journalist from El País. The investigation hasn't gone too far. There are no suspects. They've only been able to identify what was done with these recordings and identify the web pages that disseminated them. But they still don't know who visited the pilgrimage in August 2019 with professional cameras. They think these people generate profits from this. Because how do you explain the money spent on this type of equipment and all the work that goes into making these complex recordings? These are not drunk recordings of nonsense. These are very planned videos. We asked Sonia about the next legal step for the women. At the moment, they've appealed before the same court. The Spanish judicial system has different levels. The first of them is an appeal to the same judge asking him to rectify his decision. But there has been no resolution. These women are determined to take their legal battle as far as possible, if necessary, to the European Court of Human Rights. Because they are convinced not only that they are victims of a crime, but also what has happened to them involves more people, even outside of Spain. So from the little they've discovered, it has become clear that if the investigation continues, it will be a very complex one. First, because it is going to enter the world of the Internet with all that that implies from a legal standpoint, and also because there might be an organization behind this, an organized gang that is dedicated to generating money, doing business by recording non-consensual images of women and denigrating them. 
Sonia says that there's some evidence that make them think that the people behind the videos are part of an organized gang. No solamente. The Almaty China party wasn't the only one on those websites. There were videos of other parties, too. The victims of Almaty China have found it impossible to identify many of these parties, but they did find one, a party from a community neighboring Galicia, Asturias, also in northern Spain. They have even managed to identify women from that party in Asturias, and they have joined the lawsuit. Over the years, Spain has seen different cases that have brought up the issue of women's rights and protections for the victims of gender-based violence. The most prominent of those cases in recent years is La Manada, the Wolf Pack, a gang rape case from 2016 that shook the country and received a lot of international attention. We asked Sonia if she thinks that there's been progress in Spain since that case when it comes to the protection of women, but also social solidarity. Undoubtedly. And it also shows that the judicial system is always slower than society. In fact, five years ago, a reaction like the one from the victims of Amor China would be unthinkable. Spaniards used to have a more restrictive concept of gender violence. Until a few years ago, people thought it was simply physical violence, when there's obviously psychological violence. And in this case, it is evident that some of the victims have had to receive psychological assistance. They have had to go through all these psychological processes to rebuild and not feel guilt like they did at the beginning. You know, because I peed on the street, I deserve this? But now they clearly see themselves as victims. However, Sonia says that the judicial system is just not there yet. It is also clear that there is still a long, long way to go in the judicial system because there have been many voices of jurists who, knowing the case of Amaru China, have said that they find it incredible that it was dropped without further discussion and treated as if there was no crime. She says one example of social solidarity happened back in April. Residents of the town of San Cibrao took over the streets to raise their voices in support of the victims of the Amaru China party after the judge's decision to dismiss the case. The women have said that they were ridiculed and that people whispered on the streets. But later, the people of San Cibrao reacted in solidarity and with sisterhood. Because really, the public demonstration back in April was massive. We saw men wearing the skirts of Amaru China as a symbol of the struggle these women have gone through. And they cried out for justice. Collectively, that has also been progress for Spaniards because this is a small town and there's greater social pressure. But something has penetrated the Spanish culture during the years of feminist teachings. Enough so that in that town, they have taken the side of the victims and not the aggressors. And that's The Take. This episode was produced by Ney Alvarez, Nagin Oliay, Dina Kispe, Priyanka Tilbe, Alexandra Locke, Amy Walters, and me, Malika Bilal. Alex Roldan is our sound designer. Aya Elmilek is our engagement producer. Tom Binton is our story editor, and Stacey Samuel is The Take's executive producer. Special thanks to Victoria Albanesi and Borja Echeverria. We'll be back. 